0: Welcome to the Performance Zone, ladies and gentlemen, David Martin and Pat Gross here with our extended uh, special service on the here in the Performance Zone. And over the past few weeks, we've been talking about everything from focus to, oh gosh, we talked about uh, people who haven't been asked. Have you ever asked? been asked? That sort of thing. We started out with the original uh, or one of the beginnings we talked about, you can't start building on the 10th floor in this week we've got something I think might just fry your noodle. And this is an idea I, to give all credit where credit's due. Pat came up with this one on her own. But we've been talking about this for a while and knocking this idea around. And that is all. That is this. There is an accepted definition of an entrepreneur. But is that the correct definition? A lot of people have some ideas, and there's been a lot of commentary on that. And we've kind of come up with our own little, um, some tit for tat on, on some of that. Because there are things that my, my personal experience is when you understand something better and, you, you know, you, instead of just throwing a, um, an accepted social label on it, when you understand it better, you can perform better, you can use it better, you're, you're going to be more effective. And what we're talking about here in the performance zone, what Pat talks about in all her programs about strategic um, design of the businesses and business strategies And whether it's from grant writing or or in the corporate world, it's all about performance. And performant me, part of performance is being effective. So that's what we kind of want to do today is your definition of an entrepreneur. And we'd like to know what that is. So if you want to email us, contact us, let us know what your definition is. But right now, that is, I'm going to turn this over to Pat because she might, um, I'll just let her take it over from here. Pat, go ahead with the, you were talking about the definitions before we got started. This is going to be interesting
1: yeah okay so really why this is interesting me is because actually my business is a community the business i own is a community entrepreneur and we're working with an offer profit sector and um if you go with the standard definition of a of an entrepreneur which is a bit somebody who's well again there's you know in nuances here but basically the people who start who who create businesses on new products on new services but it's all about business okay now, for me, um, I have a different view take on entrepreneur, and I'll explain it very, very shortly. But I work in the community sector with entrepreneurs. Uh, hang, hang on a minute. Yes, okay, not-for-profits are a, brief, a, a sort of business structure, but they're not the businesses that we think of. So hang on a minute. There's a bit of a disconnect here. We're talking about a community entrepreneur. Or even, you know, out there, these social entrepreneurs—all those things that they're sort of—it doesn't quite mix with the, sort of that like the business model we, we sort of instantly think of. So I sort of think about, well, why is this? Why am I so passionate about this? Well, entrepreneur—the word is actually come—it comes from French, and if we want to understand, it's broken down to, into entre and prendre. Now, French is a romantic language. And it's not one hundred percent translatable into directly into English. Right. So <clears throat> when you look at it means between, and "prendre" means to take. Okay. "Entre" doesn't mean "entree," which is to enter. Which you know, if it was, right. There. If it was "entree," then yes, I could see it being a startup there would be no question. Right. But the key word there is entre, which means between. So, so if, you, if you look at this from a different sort of different perspective, and yes, you know, the, the definition of how, how people understand the word entrepreneur fits within the whole context. But basically when you're looking at it with, 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 uh, between and taking it's like, you're looking and you're out there looking for, you see the opportunities so you can make that connection, taking the opportunity and you're being that link with the connection.
0: That's right. Putting yourself between to, to connect. Yes. These,
1: yes. Yes. Now there's plenty of, um, research out there that talks about, you know, entrepreneurs being innovators risk takers um and and that's basically what you're doing That i mean i really um um i think there's a, a definition that i really follow uh which is about you know seizing looking out there finding the opportunities and then making those connections now that really really resonates with me because and then because and this is a question around you know are entrepreneurs born or entrepreneurs made and it depends which foot you've got the you know where you've got which camp you've got the foot in um i say that you can make an entrepreneur but they already have to have that within them they have so to in have other words in, your, in that sense to take the risk
0: you can reveal an entrepreneur
1: you can reveal an entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. Society, you uh, you we on the recent conversation we had, David, you talked about entrepreneurs in a box. Right. And you find that as many people who may have resigned themselves to I mean, we brought up we brought up in a sort of like a an 18th, nineteenth century industrial structure where we go where, where we have to have jobs. Right. Before that there was plenty of cottage industries out there, self-employed, whatever. But you can imagine all those self-employed people have been translated into working in an environment where you've got a job. Now, if you're somebody like me who had two really sort of interesting career paths, that the, the, only, the times I were really satisfied, and I've got a letter uh, um, uh, from one of my previous employees who basically said, Paddy's you know, really good when she's left to her own devices, you know, when she can take, when you. Right. <laughs> and that's.
0: Don't <laughs> and that's, put Pat in a box.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what, and then that's why I thrived. I had two really good career structures where I had the opportunity to look at, for me, what the policy direction was coming in. In the first instance, from the European Union, because I worked in that sort of space. And in the second instance, uh, government policy in Australia. And how it affected community or the training organisations that I was in the government department uh, and had the I had the ability to help those organisations strengthen their capacity. Okay. Okay, but I would look to see what was coming, what was coming and then be able to marry it up with what was happening and build, you know, get them to where they needed to be to be in front of the game. And in that, I had a good knack of being able to spot who in those organisations was the entrepreneur. Now, <laughs> I always think, and this is going to the idea of an entrepreneur, to me, the classic entrepreneur, um, he's no longer with us, but it was a small community. And he would come out with these really dynamic ideas and he'd get people working and he'd get this stuff happening. But to to this day, because we were the funding body and we realized that a lot of the accountability wasn't getting done, because that's not, you know, the mindset. They just want to They're the innovators. They just want to make things happen. You do need somebody behind with a dustpan and broom. Right. (laughs) Mopping up the processes. (laughs)
0: I'll worry about that later. (laughs) And I will say that has, you know, can bite you in the butt sometimes. And just something is I want to insert real quick here. And for those of you that, as you're listening to this, folks, understand this, what, you know, because you notice that Pat said identifying the entrepreneur in the organization, not in the business, not as the business owner. You can be a business owner and not be an entrepreneur. And you can be an entrepreneur and not be a business owner. Yeah. You
1: could be a frustrated entrepreneur.
0: Right. Well, you can be a frustrated. No, but I mean, we talked about this the other day, too, about, you know, so so this is and I want to throw that out there. We can come back and revisit it. I don't want to take it too much off the topic right now. But those are things that you're going to have to wrap your noodle around, because, again, it's a lot of it is just about how people, um, again, when you understand the language, you know, that's like one of my things right now in in the world right now is the language. Everything means something else. I feel like we're living in a George Orwell novel with some of the way people are twisting the, the language, right? But when you understand, like one of the, uh, the little trainings I did called the uh, Seven Steps to Personal Mastery, I talk about you know, um, understanding the word decision and decision means, comes from decidere or decidere, which is a Latin word, which means to cut off. Mm-hmm. So when you make a decision, you're cutting off other options. And, I, and you know, my whole point was, when you understand the word from that context or resolution, Resolution is a great word to use because people do what every year, around the thirty first of December, <laughs> they set these resolutions. But what does the word resolution come from? It comes from resolute, which means when you're resolute about something, you don't give up, right? You you are. It, it's called I'm going to the top of the mountain, or you're going to find me dead along the road on the on the way. But I'm not coming back. When you're resolute, you are, and people aren't resolute about their resolutions. So the whole idea of understanding the word. So by understanding what an entrepreneur truly is, and my belief is some of the things that Pat's touching on, when you understand it in that level changes, it's a game changer in my opinion. So, sorry, go
1: on. Oh, no, 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 it's perfectly fine. And I've got nothing against, you know, people, uh, these businesses out there who, who train entrepreneurs, I mean, what they're doing is they're helping them to bring out that uh, and and to step into their comfort zone of risk, their comfort zone of fear. They'll step out of that comfort zone they've been given. But if you truly are that kind of person, you'll know that from other parts of your life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You are you know you'll always be that risk taken one way or another. It's like um I mean it's like the ninety ten of Robert Kiyosaki, you know, like you talk about the cash flow quadrant, you've got ninety percent of people want a job, you know, either in a job or bought by themselves a job as a small business. Right. If you were made unemployed. Um, and you could talk about it as you as much as you want before, and you know, I could do this, and I could do that. But when when that decision's made for you, <laughs> that's the test. That's the test. Are you strong enough? I remember, I did. I actually made myself unemployed. I made a decision to, to right. make myself unemployed. I, I went into business, but I do remember. It was New Year's Eve. Uh, it was Sydney, Sydney. You know the the, uh, the uh, fireworks and all around. And, and we were sort of like in this ha- park around the harbour. And my brother and my brother-in-law. We were talking. It was just before I did it, and I was talking about you know this is because I've been thinking about it for for a while, and I was pers- procrastinating. I don't know what was holding me back. I'll touch that on that one in a minute. <laughs> um, but my my um, but my uh, you know my, my, I remember my brother and my brother-in-law. Two decent jobs, basically, saying, oh, no, you'll never do it. You can't do it. Blah, 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 blah.
0: That makes, right. <laughs> it. Yeah, he, he knows how that went now, right? But anyway, <laughs> I could see that being one of the motivating factors.
1: Yeah. And look, the other thing is, as I said, when you really, really get when you really, really sort of find yourself in that position where you're unemployed, you'll know yourself. You'll either be, I've got to, the only, your, your only means for living is I've got to get a job. This is what quantifies me. I've got to get a job. You're in the system or you might be somebody who, who's just ready now to actually sort of make things happen for yourself. What's inside you. And that's right. when these, you know, these trainings, these trainers can come in, et cetera. Uh, <laughs> but I know for me, um, look, and again, you know, if you listen to the entrepreneurs who take, you know, take the talk about their stories, uh, how they have, how they have businesses. As I said, because, you know, um, there are business, owners, a lot of business owners who are entrepreneurs, full stop. Right. But it doesn't mean that that's the definition of being an entrepreneur. Uh, right.
0: <laughs> and well, I yeah, just remember I, I,
1: that. You know, so
0: that's people, kind of what I was talking about earlier is like, you know, you can and here's the thing I want to clarify before we continue. This is not about being good or bad, right or wrong. This is just, it just is. I mean, you don't, business owners can be that person who's systems oriented, who likes a system, follows a franchise, for example. That doesn't necessarily, they're looking for that. I need systems, I need numbers, I need predictability. I need this. Whereas the entrepreneur is a little bit more seat of the pants. I, you know, it's kind of like my Taekwondo instructor. When my coach, when I was training, there were two brothers that were on our team. One was a, he was a little bit bigger. The other one was a little smaller and the bigger one was a little wild. And he said, that one, he said, we'll call him Michael. He said, Michael, if he sees 10% of a chance, he goes for it. He tries, he takes the shot. The other one, he waits till he has 90%. He was more of a counter fighter, but he was much more precise. The other one was a little bit more wild. And you could see that as it played out in their lives as well. That's like the entrepreneur. If he sees a 10% chance, He'll go for it. The business owner, the systems guy sees, I need to have the predictability and I'm willing to accept a 10% loss because I got a 90%, you know, the numbers work out 90% of the time. And again, that's not good or bad. It's not if you're, you know, we're not saying that you're better if you're an entrepreneur. We're just trying to understand the difference of where you are because when you understand where you are, you can function better. Now the entrepreneur, you can also, I said this earlier, you can be an entrepreneur and not be a business owner. Because you can look at that, and Pat, you were an example of that when you worked in the in the uh, academic world. yeah, you, you, they, they left, when they left you alone, you went out and did your work and got it done and were creative and created things and 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 built all kinds of things. So you could be a corporate guy, and maybe you're in charge of a team, and if a good manager is going to say, just let him go do what he needs to do, right. That was my last corporate gig. Which I only had two jobs as an adult anyway, because I've been that I've been that since I was a kid. I'm driving to go do my own thing. She was a brilliant manager because she said, "Let David do what David does." Because at the end of the day, I'm representing the company well, and we're producing numbers, right? We're putting up the numbers, we're getting the results, and and that's part of it. Um, but yeah, that, that, I just want to clarify that for those of you that are listening is that you don't have to be, a, it's not like, well, I want to be an entrepreneur because that's the cool thing to be called as an entrepreneur and, and that's better. No, it's not better or worse. It's not, you know, good or bad. It just is. And again, the most important thing is understanding where you are and where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. Um, that way you, and you're going to function better. That's just, okay. My soapbox on that yeah. one is just, it's, it's important that they understand that it's not about. You know, like when people say, oh, I'm doing this workout versus that workout or I'm eating this food. No, it's not about that. Just if that works for you, do that.
1: (laughs) Like when you think about an entrepreneur, if you don't know whether you're an entrepreneur or not and you're sort of like, oh, you've got the entrepreneurial spirit inside you uh, to start with. Look, there's there's a couple of things I can use from my own personal experience. uh, And one of them is you'll get easily bored. If you get easily bored in what you're doing, you um I can remember look when i came when we came to Australia, I left a really good job it really sort of again that was developing in different directions for me new yeah it new, you know, it was breaking new ground uh I came to Australia and I ended up in a job or oh, a few pay pay grades below what I was capable of doing, shall we say um, and I remember walking down the street in the morning or morning, tears rolling down my eyes wondering is this what it's like to be working no people in in people going to jobs I was so depressed I couldn't see a way out I was trapped in a job it was an admin job it was a finance job it was it was you know this was all rationale had gone out the window the person inside me was trapped so (laughs) Anyway, as it turned out, um, the opportunity came along, and I found myself in a position where I could rebuild that, I could rebuild that position right and then I took it and I took it to a different area. It was only when um, policy changed, and then I was brought back into being more of a uh, contract manager rather than somebody who could going out there with the freedom to look at opportunities and bring them into the the organizations that we supported. Uh, um, and then I started to get cynical. You know, on um, hindsight, you know, I was I was very unhappy. Now, it wasn't that I was deliberately unhappy. I was fundamentally unhappy. Uh, I was, and I was the same six months before I left my job. I was cleaning the office. I was cleaning everything out of the office. Not that I made a deliberate attempt to clean the office. Right. It was more that I was gone six months or 12 months before I actually left.
0: Mentally, right. You were already checked out.
1: I'd yeah. already checked out. And after, after I cleaned the office, I was sick for about two months. So, so, so and, then I, and then I went back to work. And I'd been procrastinating for some time. But so at some point, I made the decision, and and then I sort of uh, got got back to work, and within a couple of days, handed in my resignation. I'd done whatever I was going to do now. You know, it was up to me. It was freedom. Right. <laughs> it was me taking the risks. It was you know, it was that sort of thing. So you know, you know yourself if you if there's something not quite right, the way that you're fitting in with with, with, with a job or something like that, then maybe, um, you, you know, you might be looking for a side hustle, but are you really looking for that side hustle? Why are you looking for that side hustle? Is it really to, is it really to compensate, you know, your lifestyle or is there something else driving you?
0: Are you, are you trying to satisfy (laughs) an inner void or something like that to get that? Yeah. And and that's, see, that's the thing when, when it's so interesting that you bring that example up because, when, when I first started getting into direct selling and business and that side of things, one of our mentors said, you know, most people will tell you that they want more money. And he said they do, but that's not their motivator. And he talked about like what drives people. And he went over things. He said some people, yeah, they need money because maybe they need to put a kid through college or they have to pay off debt or they have to, you know, just augment their, their living, whatever it may be. He said, "But there'll be there'll be some things. People they they lack creativity, they lack fun, right? There's no fun in their life. There's no excitement. There's no adventure. There's no because when they they have this competitive nature, and every they they there's nothing satisfying their competitive nature. Like, and we've talked about this since I started the CrossFit thing last year, right?" I'm a competitive guy. I've been a competitive guy my whole life. When I was little, I was always competing with my older brothers. I wanted to beat them. And, and I was the little brother that would get thrown across the room when they're like, leave me alone. He was 13 years older than I was. Right. I was trying to, you know, I'm going to wrestle you and fight you. And he'd throw me across the room. But it, it, I was that, that competition then in martial arts, as a, as an athlete, I competed Then later as a coach. And then when I stopped coaching from a competitive standpoint, that void started to hit. Now, coaching is a per in a business that works, but now I'm filling that, I'm, I'm satisfying that urge, that competitive urge to go, so I don't take it out on my daughters when we're playing card games and stuff like that. <laughs> but to be fair, they're pretty brutal when it comes to playing Uno or something. I mean, they. I think they get that, yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. They're both pretty competitive. But Yeah, it could be competition. It could be just the fun in your life. It could be just to get out and connect with different people. It could be, like my friend James, just the magic of putting together deals. He loves to put together deals. And, of course, he makes money, but he said some deals are better than others. Uh, My friend Scott, Scott found himself, um, he's an entrepreneur. Scott will go out and do the thing that nobody else thought was was. You know why would you do that? People are like look at that. Not only did he start as a salesman in that with that organization in that industry, now he owns the company, right? And he's totally made it, streamlined it, and and done all kinds of things with it. But it's in the pre need. Do you guys have pre need services down there? Like you pay for your funeral in advance. You can do. Yeah, he has yes. a he has a a company. There, it's an insurance based product, but so but he went out and did that and people thought that's nuts and that's ridiculous, but Scott loves being of service. And he loves that. And he said some, you know, and you can tell because it's not always about the money, right? People think oh, entrepreneur, you're just about the money. No, sometimes it's about the chase. It's about the deal. It's about, it could be about service. Scott is totally about, you know, cause I've seen him and, and seen met his customers where he would tell me, he said that deal was a less expensive deal and I got less of a commission, but it was the right deal for them. And that's his, that's what motivates him is what can I do to make, to get this person, the best thing for them, regardless of how much money he makes. So it might be that, but it could be anything. So you can, you know, you could do these personality tests. You could do like the Kersey Briggs, uh, temperament sorter. You could do the Myers Briggs. You could do any, any one of that. We've been going over a lot of that lately in some of our groups. and you know, you'll see again, once you understand where you fall in this line, folks, you you understand again, it's not about right or wrong. It's about where are you going to be most effective? How can you be most effective, as opposed to trying to put a square peg in a round hole? That that's to me, this is a I this is a conversation that I'm sure will <laughs> pop up again because entrepreneurs are some people out there. No, I looked at the dictionary and the dictionary says an entrepreneur is someone who starts a business. Well, it could be. That's not, yeah, that's it not could the be. yeah, it could be.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. We're not just dis- 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 um, we're not dissing it. We're, what we're saying is if you look at the actual wording, entre, between, pundra, take, look at it in that sort of like a, a sort of an over, sort of a romantic sort of viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And you're taking things, you know, you're taking things from over here and you're creating that link between that and over here. Right. So you might be looking at the resources and you look at the future opportunities. So that is really, what you know, what marks an entrepreneur. <laughs> Just going back to what I was saying about, you know, when I talk about people who, who find themselves unemployed. And then that, that's the point when they realize that, oh, you, when you sort out the wheat from the chaff, where you find those who've, who've got to get a job. Although let say there's another odd way of doing this that I'm gonna enjoy. Another way of doing that, I can I can put, uh, sort of sort of put that into my context is that and again, you know, taking risks and stuff like that and making mistakes, you're gonna make mistakes. Oh. Uh, there was a point when, you know, when my business went really down, um, just just about gone. Uh, um, you know, sort of like um, I ended up sort of having to go on, on unemployment and um i ended up seeing a psychologist um because you know that's the sort of thing and and she said and i was applying for jobs i was applying for jobs didn't like it but i was applying for jobs right. uh, uh and one day she just turned around to me she said give up she said what are you doing just stop looking for jobs and rebuild the business so i did <laughs> well, <laughs> what I- i'm trying to say is yeah i wasn't you know, I wasn't in that space. I was in this space. Just go for it. You know, you, you're you going to fall. You're going to fail, but that ain't going to stop you. You're back up again. <laughs> right. Right.
0: It's kind of like you, when you said that earlier, this popped into my head. It's like, say you lose your job and it's like, well, I need a job or I need an income. And yes. that's a different, that's a different space. And you've certainly, uh, you know, yes. landed on that. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting a job. We're not dissing on anything. We're just trying to, you know, you could you know, you might be the kind of person that says I, I it might take you longer to get there because here, here's one of the things, too. Like, I love when people look at. Well, I saw this woman and she started her own business and in 90 days she was already earning twenty thousand dollars a month in income. And it's like, OK, that's great. That's not you. That may be you. You might do it in one month. We don't know everybody's different. And one of the ways it was explained to me years ago, I thought this was brilliant. When you are starting your own bit, whether you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or going into that space, it's like you're going to a dance. And the cost of the dance to get in the dance is $10. It costs you $10 to get, there's no way you're getting into the dance without paying $10. That's it. That's the price. And then people say, but I saw Pat and Pat only paid $3 to get into the dance. It's good. No, Pat paid $10, but she paid $3 at the door, but she paid $7 over the last 10 years. So people, you don't know where people have been paying their $10. They've been paying it all along the way. That's why they're having it looks. (laughs) That's why it seems like, oh, well, she just started her business and everything went so well and easy for her. You all got to pay. You've got to pay the price. You've got to put in the time, the knowledge. You're going to make the mistakes. You're going to do that. That's called paying the price in the direct selling industry. I used to look at that and I'd see I was busting my my tail to earn an income and I was doing good. I was doing well. But then I'd see and I would you know, here. I am a year in and I'm, I'm earning this much money. And this young girl over here, this used because it was always a young girl. And she'd come up and do stuff, you know, she'd walk across the stage and pick off the hundred thousand dollar bonus and be like, I just got started and I didn't even know what I was doing. And I just went out and (laughs) I got it, you know, and you're like, how do they do that? And then again, she'd already somewhere along the line, she put in her time. It wasn't luck once in a while. Yeah. Once in a while, it will be dumb luck and people will do that. But oftentimes everybody pays the price. Mm -hmm. You don't get into the dance without putting it forward. So understand that. Now, can you short circuit? Can you cut off the learning curve sometimes? Sure. You can go to someone like Pat. You can look at her strategic planning and strategic development and say, hmm, if I know this now before I get started, if I have a template by which to put this stuff in place, then it's going to make your life. It's not going to make it. It's going to make it more simple, perhaps not easier. You still have to do the work. It's not just, well, I got Pat's template but it's going to shave off a lot of time for you to learn because you're going to have things in place that you otherwise might not know you need, okay? Because there are are things like that you can do, right? You can understand about, to understand about the mindset, right? We can go through the temperament sorter and do the personality profiles and you can understand where you are. And again, keep in mind, it's not about right or wrong, good or bad, better or worse. It's about what's going to, understanding where you are in this process, understanding where you are in your life, What's your personality? And the personality things, you can't cheat them. If you do them, I'm sorry, guys. I have tried. I'm a smart guy. I've got, I'm trained. You can't outthink the questions. The the questions put you right where you're supposed to be. And it's really sometimes humbling realizing, wow, I thought I was more over here, but I guess I'm more over here. And that, again.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did the AMIs, bigger. I turned out to be the CEO. That's all right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean I I like it when uh <laughs> there, there was a guy he did a personality um training and he he broke it into four categories and he had and people had done it with the magic of colors, you know, Jerry Clark did his the magic of colors. The other guy called his the the animal factor and he called him, you know, the the yellow koalas, they're the real nice ones and then below them are the the um green uh what did he call the owl, right. That had to have all the information, the accountants, the engineers, the, the real systems people. And the top right quadrant was the blue monkey. And it had, you know, that was the high producers and highly effective, but the bottom right was the lion. Everybody wanted to be a lion. It's like, you're not, not everybody's a lion. I knew when I read that, I said, I'm a monkey. I'm a blue. I, I get that the way based on their programs. Understand I'm a high producer, but I'm the gregarious fun guy. I'm I talk to everybody at a party. But I don't have, the, you know, the, the guy, the lion, sometimes the CEO is the lion, typically. They're more direct. They're They're good. That wasn't me. I admitted that. I could acknowledge. I'm not a lion. I'm a monkey, which totally fits my personality anyway. But- well-
1: Picking up on that, and, and referring to some, something like the EMIF, I actually learned it from a, an anthropologist at a, at a conference. But the EMIF covers it as well. Is this a whole idea of and, and is it, it can exist in a person, it can exist in an organisation, or it can exist amongst your colleagues in a network? Well, I'm, get, I'm going to give an example here. Is the kind of person you are if you're if you're in charge of an organisation? Okay, in an organisation or even in the task of the day, you're going to have four levels. You're going to have the admin, you're going to have the technical, you're going to have the manager, and you're going to have the entrepreneur. Okay, there might be a little bit there that you have to take a risk of doing, no matter who you are, but uh, I I play around with this because I work with, and especially if you're you're working with community partnerships and you've got different um, managers coming together, CEOs coming together, Okay, uh, and and you want to, uh, and you look at the dynamics of their relationships, or within an organisation itself. If somebody leaves an organisation, the community organisations tend to be um, that their direction follows the personality of the person at the top. Okay, the same with businesses, and when that person leaves, somebody else comes along, everything changes, and uh, you, you look at it and you're thinking, where is this person coming from? So you might have, you know, you, I mean, I've seen this where, well, first of all, you might have the entrepreneurial comes along, then they're, they're dangerous if you put them in and when, come, when the company, when our organization's at rock bottom, um, because you really need somebody to rebuild. But, you know, if, if you've come to that point and the organization's thriving and looking new directions, etc an entrepreneur is going to bring that new inside that refreshing new direction. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to need, as I said, they're going to need the right staffing, the right support structures behind them. Definitely. Uh, for, for, so otherwise the organization falls over. Or you could, I mean, you could have an you could have a manager in the organization then, you know, like the, they, they, they could have, uh, have a partner who was the business manager. So they might go away and do what they want to do as the entrepreneur, but they've got a business manager supporting them. Or you've got an organization that's run by somebody who's got management skills. And that's where you've got all your systems, all your procedures, et cetera. They just manage the business. There's no, you can't take it to the next level unless they empower somebody to do it because their mindset is in managing the business. They'll grow the business, you know, et cetera, but they're not going to take those huge risks. Or do right. something new, very right. new. They're
0: not the uh, Elon they're Musk's, right? Or...
1: They, are not the Elon, you no, know, or the Richard Bransons of this world. Um, right. Then you've got the technician, and then you've got the technician. And this is somebody who who may actually well, the technicians either start businesses. You know, you might have a trader who decides to go on their own, or a lawyer, or even people like us, right? You know, you're right. skilled at something, so you go out there and you start your business. Uh, but that's what you are. And I've, I've got plenty of exa- examples from a partnerships toolbox I, del- I developed uh, when I interviewed um, businesses that had been in partnerships in the past and they'd failed. And invariably, they'd been technicians partnering with technicians. So I had a couple of tradies, fencing <laughs> tradies, I think they were, who got together 10 months in, they realized that they didn't have the business skills. Yes. you know they couldn't so the so 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 that's just Understood. an example there of, we see it more often beauticians hairdressers they all fall into that technical oh auto now, mechanics, if you're in an uh, uh,
0: you know yes. guys a great auto mechanic opens his own store you know his own shop and he can't get any business because yep. he doesn't know how to run the business yep yes yep
1: <laughs> so they are technicians they're not entrepreneurs they're technicians okay um, so, this is where people are going to shoot me now, but it's true. No, no, but
0: um, that's why I was then, getting to the point earlier of you've got to under, it's, it's important to understand where you fit in the, in the scale. Right. And yeah. and it's not about right or wrong. It's just understanding. Well, if I'm this, then I need this to support me. I understand for my own, for myself, there are certain areas that I lack that, and they're just not my bailiwick, right? I mean, organization. That's why a lot of the tools. And and it, if you either need the people or the tools. Nowadays, there's a lot of automated tools that can help you, especially if you're if you have that drive. But there's still, it's always good to have a team. It's always good to have a coach. It's always good to have surround yourself with a circle, you know, just a circle yes. of people that can guide you and be a resource for you. Because you're never in business truly by yourself. I I love when people say I'm in business by myself. No, you're not. You're in business with your customers. You're in business with the, your suppliers. Yeah. You're in business with the providers. You know, the, you have to, business means you've got to be able to interact with others and you have to know where you fit in that. Now, yeah. I, again, I understand I'm not an accountant. I don't have, that's, no. <laughs> yeah. Not they're in your team.
1: There may be external organizations. They're in your team, but they're the technicians. They're technical side. Okay. Right. Um, so, and then you've got the, um, the other thing about that is, if you if you've got an organisation, especially you know a, a structured organisation with hierarchy, look. I, and I've been working with training organisations. If you've got somebody who goes up the ranks in your organisation uh-huh. and then gets to that senior level, are they do they have the management skills, or are they the technician that's just got promoted? And I've seen it where organisations. Uh, they've, 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 they ma- the new manager, the new personal CEO and person in charge is actually a technician who's come through the ranks. That So they don't...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, that is a subject and a topic that is so near and dear to my heart because having been in sales a lot of my career, I would laugh when I would say they promoted this top salesman. They took him out of the field where he excelled And tried to make him a sales manager, right? In sports, you see somebody who was a great athlete and then he wants to be a coach, but he doesn't have the, it doesn't have the skills to coach. That's something you have. It's a different, now it, it doesn't mean that he can't coach, but he has to go back and learn the skills because it's much more than just, well, do this exercise, do this, run this pattern, whatever, so, yeah, I that's actually we could make that a show in itself, that that in particular of understanding, you know.
1: Where geeky. you are. It. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we'll yeah, no, because
1: we talked about the, uh, you know. What defines an entrepreneur? Well, now we've got down to, you know, what defines a manager, a technician? And the other one is the admin. And again, I'm using from personal, you know, from professional experience, not personal, but professional experience. Uh, and I sort of hinted earlier on about an organization that falls over. Okay. There was an organization that was falling over. So the person who took over was an admin person because they were accountable to funding bodies, et cetera. Their responsibility was to to make sure all the paperwork was in place, and at the same time, I'm thinking of another organisation. Same deal, falling over. A bean counter came on board. She was responsible for. Rather than keeping the doors open, they spent three months looking at the systems about you know the administration of the systems. Okay. Uh, where they were, what they were doing financially. They got people to do it, but it was very much an admin. And in both, well, in that circumstance, the organization just closed down. They had some money coming in, but, um, but it was too much for them. Because right. they, cl- they, they closed the doors, they didn't have the business coming through the door because they spent too much time in that admin frame because the person who took over was an admin-minded person. Not a management, a systems and process, an right. admin. They were cleaning up. Same with that first organization, um, the similar sort of circumstance. What happened there was a technician took over after her and took it to the next level. She realized that she didn't have the vision sort of thing, and she brought somebody in. She, she stepped down and brought somebody in above her. So that in that in that circumstance, they actually understood those levels, and and, it, and putting pride aside, actually brought somebody in right. who could manage at the top level.
0: That's
1: but I'm saying that's, this other one here.
0: That's the exception, not the rule. <laughs> but
1: I give you. <laughs> but I give you. But again, it was very very mature of them. But I give you another one here. This is probably why you find in some organisations CEOs aside in, right. in favour of another skill set. Um, but, yeah, the other thing is that I was um, a, a good client of mine, been working with, with, with that organization for some time, but she's the entrepreneur. She is the entrepreneur in the organization. She was the CEO, but she was the entrepreneur, entrepreneur as well. Right. She could see new opportunities coming, in, and I worked with her because we worked together to, get, to give in the money for those opportunities. Uh, um, but she, we, we, she, ended, she ended up in a partnership, partnership situation with a colleague in another organization. They got on well on a personal level. But well, she came to me one day and she said, I'm so frustrated. I just don't know how we can work together here. Right. And I said to her, I know what your problem is. I said, you're an entrepreneur. She's a technician. When the ch- when the entrepreneur figured out where she was coming from, it changed the game.
0: <laughs> ah, So awareness, understanding, knowing this stuff so guys well pat here's yes. what i want to do let's um because again we can come back on this and, and go into deep further detail what do you think we have what do we have in store for next week have we decided yet
1: yeah we did i think this was something about letting the other person pay Ah, ah that's okay. got you thinking hasn't it yeah 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, guys, that that's a full, that this is actually one of our longer topics. This was great. But again, understanding this stuff, understanding where you fit in this whole chain of people and where you are. And again, this is not about being right or wrong, good or bad, better or worse or any of stuff like that. It's about being effective. And when you understand this and know where you are, now you can be more effective. You could be a technician and say, if you're smart enough, hey, I don't need to know this, but I can hire this person who does. And I can hire this person who does. Henry Ford was a classic example of that. We'll talk more about that another time. But if you want to reach out to Pat, Pat, you're on LinkedIn. How do they find you?
1: Um, just well, straight on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, Pat Gross. So, yes, Patricia Gross. Yep.
0: Straight Patricia
1: on LinkedIn. Pat at the community. Right? And email Pat at the community entrepreneur. Yep, Pat at the community entrepreneur.com. And it is giving is receiving and let somebody else pick up the check.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So
1: that's a teaser. That's the teaser. Oh,
0: is, giving is receiving and let someone else pick up the check. And you can find me, David M at CygnusNLP.com. That's spelled C-Y-G-N-U-S-N-L-P.com. Guys, gals, boys and girls, cats and dogs, whoever's watching, this has been fun. This has been a good one. I want you to remember to put everything you have into everything you do because the best is yet to come. We'll see you next time.